Running back. Welcome to Central Alabama Crime Stoppers Podcast. Crime Stoppers is a nonprofit organization serving the state of Alabama to bring together law enforcement, media, and the community in the fight to stop, solve, and prevent crime. Now, let's start the show. This is Tony Garrett. I'm the director of Central Alabama Crime Stoppers, joined by... Ashley Bowerman, and I'm your host this evening. Thank you all for joining us for the Central Alabama Crime Stoppers podcast. Uh, hey, Ashley, we're going to talk about local law enforcement agency. We're going to talk about the Alabama State University Campus Police. So we're going to call Chief Kelvin Kendrick. Let's see what's going on at ASU. All right, let's check out. Let's give him a call and see if he's available. Hello. Hey, Chief Kendrick. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. This is Tony Garrett. I'm joined by Ashley Bowerman, and we're going to be talking to you today, if you have the time, about campus police, ASU, and some of the initiatives that you have going on at the uh, university. Do you have time to talk? Yes, sir. Sure do. Uh, Let's start off with your agency. How big is your agency, and what does a daily campus police agency go through every day? Well, first of all, thanks, Tony, for having me, having me on. I've been admiring you guys now for quite some time throughout my 17 years of law enforcement within the city and here with ASU as well. But to answer your question, our our law enforcement agency, we comprise of 31 employees, around 20 plus warrant personnel, and the rest comprise of administrative assistants, dispatchers, whatever, our PSOs and dispatchers. But a day-to-day activity of of a campus police officer is kind of like you're being within a small city. We break it up into each sector, and it's kind of like a district within the city. That officer, he or she goes out every day and does everything, I mean, does what a normal patrolman or patrolwoman would do. Get out, community, get out, and uh, just be proactive in terms of law enforcement. It's a little bit different from a municipal agency where I'm entrusting you with my child where they're coming from all over the nation and I'm entrusting you with my child's safety. How does that factor in? That factor in as well. That's one of the most important things and I hate I kind of missed that out. I just kind of went focused in on law enforcement aspect of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're counselors. We just like counselors and the students kind of look up to us and we in turn, you know, try to give them the wealth of experience that we have, not only on the law enforcement side of it, but just the normal, just, I mean, just the normal human side of it. And my tenure here, my thing is I really wanted to try to help our law enforcement officers build a rapport with their students that are on campus because we're there for them. And like you said, yes, parents do entrust us with providing, you know, the safety and security for the students, faculty and staff. My question I had for you, just what are some of the kinds of crimes or or issues that you all normally face? I know there's been an uptick in crime in the city of Montgomery involving mostly gun violence. Do you guys see any of that kind of intertwining in the campus community? What kind of crimes do you all usually face on campus? Over the last year or so, the overall crime rate on campus has gone down. A lot of that's due to COVID. A lot of that's due to the measures that we put in place to provide additional security to guard against the mitigation the spread of COVID, but also uh, to keep our students and faculty and staff safe by implementing detailed cameras that can uh, have facial recognition, tag recognitions, things of that nature. That's also just being out and being proactive. And you have folks like, you know, Sergeant Kimberly Todd and Ms. Cheryl Lang. Sergeant Todd works in our DB, officer, DB investigator, if you will. Of course, Ms. Lang works with the Violence Against Women program. And Sergeant Tar, she partners with her, you know, in that aspect. And we also have another investigative unit that, that handles major crimes, the ones that you spoke of. But, you know, fortunately, we haven't had an uptick in crime for violent crime 
that you see on campus. Typically, we have our fair share of burglaries, not a whole lot, theft of property. That's what we normally see in terms of, you know, when you're going through my IO reports that we go through daily. This being a primarily a younger um, adult age population, um, what about underage drinking? Is that anything that you guys see a lot of? Uh, we see some. I don't say a lot from going over, speaking with my peers, my colleagues throughout the state at uh, other universities. Like I say, the thing that we really see that we're starting to hone in on is the cyberbullying and things of that nature. A lot of kids, they don't understand. They haven't been entrenched enough in this world to kind of understand when crime is being committed against them. You know, if someone's saying threatening things to them or trying to influence them to do certain things that could be of a criminal nature, that's what we have to deal with. She brought up a good segue. You have a new initiative. Uh, I know we're helping you out a little bit with it, but it's your initiative, and we're going to try to put it in other campuses. Could you talk about the new initiative about first-time offenders uh, dealing with drug use and alcohol use? Yeah, Tony, uh, great question. We started this initiative partnering with you guys for the first-time offenses for uh, minor marijuana possessions. The issues that we're dealing with, they're cultural, where we have kids that are coming from disenfranchised backgrounds and they don't they don't have the necessary resources to go and seek counseling. So they just kind of they take on this the only coping mechanism they know of is to use marijuana or or, or alcohol or things like that. Instead of us clogging up the you know, criminal justice system with this minor marijuana cases, we have the tools and the resources within our department and within the university to kind of help you know, some of these students. And I think this this pilot program we're running here, I think all universities could, could use, you know, something like this. And just so the public could know, uh, let's say you're a student, uh, freshman, sophomore, it doesn't matter. You have in your possession, someone gets to roll a joint and you have it in your possession and a campus police officer stops you. And instead of charging you for illegal possession of a drug, what they're going to do, they're going to go ahead and get you counseling and pretty much teach you about drugs and give you the option to go to counseling and learn more about drugs so it won't be on your record. Because if you're going to college, you're trying to get a job. And the last thing you want is some type of crime that's going to keep you from getting that job. So I applaud ASU for allowing us to be a part of this process. So you guys are getting all the uh, credit for this. Just having the initiative to go ahead and think about your students that's going out into the work world and not pretty much adding something else that's going to hinder them from getting a job. So this is a great program, in my opinion. Yes, Tony, to add on to that, and I tell Dr. Ross this, our, our university president, I feel as though I'm not doing my job if a student were to leave this university with a criminal history and not a degree. You know, there's some certain circumstances that I can't help them with without going into it in detail. You, For the most part, I mean, I feel as though this program is going to be a beacon of light to some in a world that is full of darkness sometimes. Chief, do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Anything that's going on on campus that you want the public to know? Not right now, Tony. Uh, we're, we're still going through our campus COVID protocol, so we're kind of tied in terms of what, what what goes on on campus as far as any campus activity outside of inter intercollegiate athletics. Well, Chief, if you need anything from us, if you uh, need our platform to spread the word on anything that you have going on on campus, please feel free to give us a call. We'd be more than happy to invite you back. Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. 
that's really interesting, that new initiative they've got in place. I think it's always good to have counselors and people on campus you feel like you can trust, especially when a lot of times some people are introduced to marijuana and, and even, you know, drinking for the first time in college. You know, maybe that's something that they've never been exposed to before. And then, you know, they get on campus. That might be the first time they're ever kind of entrenched in that kind of situation. And some people don't know how to react. And unfortunately, we do see people get charged. That's not what we want to see. We want to see them have an opportunity to be able to get help from people. So I think that's a great initiative that you guys have partnered with ASU on. Well, Chief, thank you for agreeing to do the podcast and keep up the great work and great initiative, uh, great uh, ideas coming from your office. We look forward to hear more from ASU. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Yeah, we'll get that, Chief. To me, that was a good interview. We need to do more interviews like this. Yeah, we definitely, I think we should talk to all the other university campus police and kind of see what's happening on their campuses. I know it's different everywhere. I mean, everywhere kind of say whatever, even elementary schools, right? Like they are a, a microcosm of the community is what I like to say. So every community is different and based on where you are, that normally has an impact on that community. So yeah, I think that was great. I think we should definitely try to talk to some more campus safety and see what's going on at these different universities because they're a big part of the community. So yeah, I think we'll start a new initiative for- maybe 15 minutes with a cop. Yeah. 15 minutes with a chief. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. And they always have, you know, a lot of insight and are able to provide a lot of information that we may not otherwise know unless we ask. Yeah, I agree. I think this was a good interview. Well, Ashley... Uh, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you for listening to Central and Alabama Crime thank Stoppers you, Podcast. Uh, again, if you see something, say, say something. something. We'll see you next time. If you have any information regarding a crime, please contact the police or Crime Stoppers using our anonymous 24-hour tip line at 215-STOP, area code 334, by downloading our P3 Tips app from your app store. When you call, be sure to receive a tip ID and password in order to dialogue with investigators in case there is a follow-up question. You can also contact us at our toll-free number at 1-833-AL1-STOP or visit our website at 215stop.com and follow us on Facebook at Central Alabama Crime Stoppers. Always remember, if you see something, say something. And hey, yo, Nick, run it back.